Welcome back, everyone, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSperts, where your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor, and we have a guest, a guy that I see all the time. You might know him as my cohort on the Net Worth Pod. You might watch him on his daily show for Run Pure. We talk tennis. We talk basketball. Spread, how are you? I'm great. Happy to be on hanging out with you guys, talking the NBA playoffs, uh, one of the most exciting first rounds we've had in years. How's it, really it how's it treating you so far? I know I don't have the bandwidth to track every single person I like to talk to <laughs> and like how they're doing and what they're betting. I know you did win a bet last night because um, I happened to catch that you were going to shave a stupid mohawk in your head if the, <laughs> if the if the Hawks won. Boy, you were looking like you needed to oil up the trimmers at halftime. Yeah, well, you know, as a, as a Kings fan, Andy, I don't get a chance to really get invested in a basketball game very often, so... I figure I had to up the stakes a little bit and really uh, feel feel like a hardcore rabid fan, and, and it did the trick. I was uh, I was quite wild last night. It was a lot of fun to watch the Knicks, and, and, and like you said, I mean, just a lot of things going for them. We were pretty bummed at halftime. Sorry to the people for giving you Knicks first half. I guess we should have gone full <laughs> game there. How do you see the rest of that series playing out? I mean, we talked a little bit before the show. Atlanta looked, you know, pretty slow and frankly a little disinterested there in that second half as the Knicks started to pull away a little bit. Do you think Atlanta goes home, you know, wins those two games? Do you think the Knicks can be dangerous there? How do you see that playing out? Yeah, I mean, you're right. We saw Atlanta fall, run out of gas there in the third quarter when the Knicks made that run that pretty, it, I mean, it didn't seal the game, but it put them in commanding position, allowed them to kind of apply scoreboard pressure there in the fourth quarter. Atlanta looked exhausted, and I know I did see some criticism about the amount of minutes that McMillan played as starters, but from my eyes, I mean, those guys were tired. You had to sub them out, and you got to think about it. This is a young team. They're in the garden. How exciting was that game one win? Not necessarily super surprised they ran out of gas. I expect them to see reinvigorated when they come back. Uh, but we talked a little bit before we went on, right? This is setting up for a nice 4-3 win for New York. Uh, I can see them stealing one in Atlanta. And I think if it does get to Game 7, if it's in the Garden, uh, that atmosphere might be too much for the uh, the young Atlanta team. And I still like Thibodeau a little more than, than McMillan in this matchup so far. Goddamn right. And I did uh, – I, I don't remember who's – um, recommendation it was, but I do have some Knicks plus 236 to win the series after game one. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if it was you or Drew or somebody just telling me, like, Probably hey, that, yeah, well, not, I think it was Drew, but also your bet and how you framed it before the series when you put out your four to three prop bet. You said, like, this is a coin flip series all the way down. I said, yeah, they stole the game on the road, but getting, you know, almost 250 on the team felt good. So I was feeling awful at halftime as well spread is I was like, Oh, this is, I, I'm going to, I could have got five to one at the end of the day, but no, it is back down around even a little bit better. It looks like the Hawks are minus minus one forty, minus one fifty. They did. They did steal a game on the road, but I fully expect the Knicks to be able to do something like that in Atlanta as well. So hopefully we see seven for noops's sake. And yeah, you know, for my sake, I Christ at, at this point, Selfishly, I wouldn't care if the Knicks just won five, four one. So, <laughs> but but my question was the there was some criticism on Twitter about Knicks fans, like the party they had in the street on Seventh Avenue and stuff, like act, like act like you've been there. Or something crazy. It's been a while, <laughs> yeah. and especially like 
you know, put yourself back in bubble ball or even before the season and the expectations for this Knicks team, how much we were making fun of this Knicks team like two years ago and even last year. Like, I, fuck, I don't care. Go have a party. Climb the poles. Act like you won the title. Like, that's fun, especially <laughs> when at the beginning of the year, even if you just said, like, hey, you guys are going to be in the playoffs, a lot of people would be like, yeah, but can we even go to a game? Like it was awesome to see the Garden rocking, so I'm I'm fine with it. And uh, Atlanta's full capacity. That's going to be. I think this uh, this atmosphere is going to continue again everywhere but Oregon. Yeah, <laughs> the Knicks have to. New York has to love this team. I mean, it's a hardworking team. Again, like you said, it's been forever. I'm happy that the Knicks are happy and that a New York fan did something crappier than throw popcorn on Russell Westbrook. So good job last night, New York. Yeah, pretty much. So as we, that we guy, look forward that to guy, or, yeah, where, what was the game? Yeah, that was the Knicks game or somebody spit on spit yeah, spit, yeah, Somebody at the Knicks game spit over. It was over 50 cents head, too. That's the funny part of the highlight. That's, <laughs> ball, that's right ballsier than spitting on an NBA player, spitting over 50 cent. <laughs> I wouldn't do that either way. So and Dan, Dan does say the Hawks are something like 13 and 2 under McMillan at home. Well, it's the playoffs. I don't know. Hopefully, yeah, I know. I know. I know. Dan's an Atlanta fan. I know he'll be cheering for the Hawks. I will be against that all the way. So I think the Knicks had a really good record at home too, though. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember touting that when I gave out the Knicks game one, their home record. So uh, things do change in the playoffs. So we got a big game tonight. Spread Miami going back home down 0-2. Game three here. Um, you know, the Bucks with a 2-0 lead. You know, won a tight game in game one. Blew the absolute doors off of him in game two. How are you feeling about that series? What are you expecting tonight? You know, we talked about it a little bit before the show. I'm on Miami tonight. I don't think they're going to get swept, and I think this is the game that they win. It's partially that. Looking at some of the other things, I expect some bolster adjustments tonight. I think that Milwaukee, again, the shooting will regress somewhere between game one and game two, and we should have a close game, and I like Miami at home tonight. But how are you seeing that play out, and you know, how do you feel about Milwaukee in general? Yeah, so, you know, because we talked about it, I was pretty big on Milwaukee here to, to come out of the East, and I ha- that's my biggest exposure as far as the future goes. So I'm big rooting for Milwaukee, but I do think tonight is the night that you jump on board with Miami. I expect to see really positive uh, improvement for Miami's three-point shooting. Hero, Duncan, Drogic, we'll see all those guys get going. The role players should play much better. Um, as much as I do think that Milwaukee will do very well in the playoffs. I think this will be a loss on, on their path to the title. So you've got a bunch of Milwaukee stuff. I'm looking at them plus 260 to win the East right now. Are you still backing them, or have you got enough on your plate? Yeah, I have enough on my plate. And I just went for the full title odds, and my idea there is I think that they match up very well uh, against whoever comes out of the West. Um, I was originally handicapping as the L.A. teams. Now it looks like I should probably only be concerned with one of those L.A. teams. But I do like that matchup. Yeah, we've got two Western uh, Conference. Go ahead, Andy. It's it's funny, too. Like, we talked a little off the air about this, and it feels like if the Heat – like, the Heat need this one. Although there's two trains of thought. Either, like, the Bucks win this game and just go out and party and don't worry about it because they have four chances to win one more, or, like, the Heat just give up. Like, if you're down 3-0 to a team like this – I don't know what kind of effort you're going to get in the game for. So if you get the jet, I, I'm fully agreeing. And this maybe is just casual NBA Andy narrative, but like if you get the gentleman's sweep, it feels like game three at home is like your, this is your, your up game. All right. We we're you know, the series hasn't started yet. You guys, 
The series hasn't even really started. It's, I don't think a Jimmy Butler team gives up, though. At three, no, down 3 that, I would take too. Miami. Even if I miss tonight, I'll come back. I would come back with them on game four. A Jimmy Butler team's not giving up. Yeah. I, you know, we were talking about some of the adjustments. I wonder if Spolster just runs out of stuff, too. Like, if, if whatever he's put together doesn't work in game three, it's probably not going to work in game four. But as we went through it again, we're not professional NBA coaches and stuff. He's much smarter and better at this I'm than not. us. But it's hard to figure out what else he can do at this point. Maybe some small ball lineups and stuff like that. But you're still feeling pretty good about the Bucks, huh? You think they can beat the Nets and uh, Andy and I's Philadelphia 76ers? I do think <laughs> – I like that Andy's joined you uh, being a Sixers fan. Um, yes, I mean – it's really a value play, right? I mean, I got close to 10 to 1 plus 950 there, and I just like their chances once you figure out the odds there. I really do like the matchup with Brooklyn. I think that they're, they'll they'll be able to match up well on the defensive end, and I think that the, if after you go against Miami, that Brooklyn defense is going to seem a little easier to score against. You know, It's like when we turn down the difficulty level on the video games and all of a sudden we're just running, dunking, hitting those three-pointers. So I do like the matchup there. And then, of course, I, I am worried about Philadelphia. I think that's a tougher matchup for the Bucks than the Nets even, of course, because Joel Embiid is the one guy that nobody really matches up with, right? Not even Rudy Gobert. So obviously I am concerned there. Not to mention Philadelphia, probably an easier road to get there. Should expect a rested team, uh, maybe a little more prepared, right? I mean, the Lakers were talking about having less time to prepare um, when you are when you have to play and the other team's sitting at home. So uh, I am a little worried about that matchup. But at the numbers, I do like the value I got in Milwaukee. Yeah. So we'll switch over to the Western yeah. Conference. I feel like he was taking a shot at me there with the turning down the the difficulty level on the video game. Because that's what <laughs> I do with the game. golf game. And, and oh, I totally was. do that at my age. At my age, I'm not trying I to get stressed out by a video game. I want to dominate. Yeah, I would like to I like to just win. Win and I feel like <laughs> I feel like I've got the bracket mixed up. Is that that it would be Bucks Nets next next round, right? Exactly. hundred yeah. percent. So I get and for that for that matter too, I wonder if it would be better if we could get some heat to play, you know, win this game and then a real competitive game four or even a game four win. And then maybe, you know, maybe it does end up being bucks and six where they were, it was never really in doubt with some of the home games. And then the Celtics just kind of roll over and die and we can get good value on maybe like, even bucks plus one and a half on this series plus some series price. So I, I kind of like now, now I am cheering for the heat and I will say like, I do have this built up here. Look at right. Alex. He's behind the banner. Now you can't even see him. I'm going to leave him there. <laughs> like this is, this is maybe an improvement to the show. Oh, he, he took it away, but you did play <laughs> the heat. You did play the heat tonight. And yeah, get it, getting a plus number like that. I don't hate that at all. Especially, uh, you know, a team that, that did play so closely in game one, but yeah. What were you going to say about Western conference? Yeah, I mean, we'll dive into that. we got two games tonight spread. You've got the Lakers against the Suns. I mean, Lakers are pretty big favorites. You've got Denver at Portland, Portland minus four. Any feelings on either of those games tonight? And, you know, maybe we'll talk about the series at large, but we'll start with tonight. Yeah, so I'm really disappointed, right, as most basketball fans are in the Chris Paul injury. I think that <laughs> I don't know if it necessarily puts a nail in the coffin because I don't want to speculate on how injured he will be. He didn't look healthy in the last game, though. Uh, that's for sure. So that's obviously an issue there. That being said, I do like Phoenix to keep it close tonight. Um, I think that one of the great things, right, about legalization and, and all this new influx of betters into the market is you have all these people who don't know that LeBron never covers, right? I mean, they just think, I'm not betting against LeBron, 
right? <laughs> well, we've been doing this for years, right? So we know this guy gets W's, but he's not good as a favorite of five or more, right? You take him as a short favorite, and you definitely take LeBron as a dog. Don't take him as a favorite of five or more, right? So uh, when I'm getting a lot of points like this, I usually do like taking the dog in these close games. Not to mention, I like the under in this game, which means I'm more inclined to take the points here. So I do like Phoenix. Yeah, I like that. The underdog is more valuable when we got an under. I know, seven's a lot. But, I mean, what did you think of Chris Paul? I I didn't watch too much of it. I'll have to go back and watch a little more tonight. But how limited did he look to you? I mean, is it should they even have him on the floor? I mean, they should just for the fourth floor generalship, and I think that he's, you still need him on the defensive end, but he can, I don't think he can really shoot the ball that well. So you're missing that extra option on offense, um, and, and it definitely showed. And then, of course, and I'm going to ruin this tonight because, you know, I'm going to be watching, and they're going to do it again. But So Alex Caruso is a really good defender if his opponent is about his size or smaller. But once his opponent starts to get bigger than him, he really gets limited. He uses his body a lot, kind of like a bully defender, right? And Booker was just, he does really well against him. So they moved Davis on him. And now you can see Booker get kind of hesitant because Davis is almost as quick and he's a lot longer. And even when he's not, you know, in danger of making the block, the contest is still so solid. And it's really tough for Booker. And without that second option, uh, the Suns are, are really struggling to exploit it. But I do have faith in Monty Williams. I don't know what it will be, but I think that there might be a wrinkle tonight that's going to allow them to keep it close. Who that's going to be, I don't know. I'll probably have to find out from these DFS shows. Maybe they'll know because they'll be rostering some guy that's like 3,500 on DraftKings or something. <laughs> It's just a shame. Chris Paul gets hurt every year in the playoffs. Like, can we have one postseason where he's healthy? Usually, it's his hamstring. Now it, he's it's like he's hurt. It's just, it's a shame. Yeah, I want to know like what he did as a basketball fan, and, like in a former life, like to come back as this cursed uh, entity because it's just terrible. I mean, how happy were they this year? I mean, I, I th- we thought that Phoenix was going to be better, right? But we didn't think they were going to be the two seed, right? No, no. Crazy. No, it was yeah, it was L A L A. That was how it was. Yeah, uh, you know that was your exacta L A in any order, <laughs> which uh, and uh, the I, I just pulled up the because uh, I'm not even you know on the on the same page as knowing what three games are tonight until I check because again the schedule is <laughs> goes to me and and that bottom one is really staring at me. I really need you to pump us up here, and you better have the right answer to this, or so help me God, I'll just cut your stream. We All have right. we we have Blazers futures. I uh, like is this is it again no fans sucks but it's it's a better team with better weapons are we are we bounce back blazers today are they covering are they I mean it's only four is it is it anything you're looking at or what what are we doing I I'm not betting them because I'm balls deep into them already but like uh can they at least get the win tonight at home yeah, I kind of was, I was leaning towards taking the points here. I was a little surprised. I thought that I would wake up and there would be more points. I didn't, I didn't see, Denver didn't take money overnight. It was four last night when I went to bed. It's still four. I thought, it, I thought Portland was going to take a lot of money um, going back home and with how dominant they looked in game one. Um, so if this gets a little higher, I, I'll look to jump in the Nuggets. Um, not necessarily, I mean, obviously I do think they have a chance to win, but I, I do definitely think that they can keep it close. Uh, but I want a couple more points because, of course, in the close game, those will be so much more valuable. This has been a really tough series for me to handicap so far. I mean, in game one, their guards look so overmatched, right? But they were able to get it done in game two. Um, we talked about the adjustment, and I think this is, might be a common theme in the new NBA, right? It's putting your bigger, bigger players on these guards, not for the shot blocking or the steals, but just for the contest. And we saw that uh, Denver did that with Aaron Gordon on Lillard in game two. It seemed to be effective. 
Uh, let's see if Lillard figures it out, though. At this age and with his career, I think that Lillard's going to be able to adjust better than, than Booker did. Yeah, it's like a six-point adjustment over the last line. I was looking the last game closed two, two and a half, so five and a half, six-point adjustment. That looks mostly like just kind of a home court adjustment for me. I mean, would you hang four spread? I mean, does that number make sense to you? Were you the number makes sense a bigger to me number, right or now. Would you make it a bigger number? Sorry. Yeah. No, I think this is the I think this is the right number. That's why I wanted the public to move the value for me and grab Portland. I mean, grab Denver at five or five and a half, right? Like if it, at five and a half, I was like, okay, that's that's my entry point for sure. Otherwise, I'm going to think about it. Uh, but it seems like they're getting even money, which to me it's the right number, and it seems like the the public and and the market thinks it's the right number too. Andy, can we kick a viewer out of the show? I don't like Joel. I don't like what he's oh, doing. Oh, Joel! There. No, jo- Joel. Joel's good people, but I mean, he just he just misguided. Maybe he's from Denver. That's what I thought. Spread was talking. That's what I thought. Spread was talking about when he said legalization. I thought we were going to go right to like California. This is a Cali guy. Like, oh, gambling, gambling. I thought yeah. he meant people getting uh, blazed and you know, making bad bets. I think it happens for any, a number of reasons people make bad bets, but yeah, yeah no three games tonight. Poor, poor Joel. No, we're just, well, we're going to have to get you Joel. out here to make some bad bets sometime, Andy. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll pump up the, the MGs there on, on the edibles. Yeah. We'll have to go over to, we have to go over to Tahoe to do things, but yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's ways around things, but for the most part, yeah, California is kind of in the same spot as Minnesota. It might be a while before we end up with legalization. I'm still popping down to Iowa if I want to deal with them. So uh, just real quick before we let you go, anything on Friday night's games that has piqued your interest yet? Atlanta laying four at home, Celtics seven-point home dog, which is pretty funny, and the Clippers favored on the road, down 2-0 to the Mavs. Yeah, I'm right now. I'm looking at the Mavericks money line. I I, I touted the Clippers the last couple of days. I really thought that they were going to do better. This was really disappointing. Um, not, the result, of course, but of the effort. I mean, Paul George is not even fighting through these switches at all. I'm just watching him out there. It's like the, we're supposed to have these two shut down wing defenders, and they're just lazy switching and allowing uh, Dallas to attack the weaker defenders. Okay, well now now you you're just going to give away your advantage that easily. Really frustrating. Ty Lue's rotations have been absolutely terrible. I can't think of a coach whose stock has dropped more dramatically this offseason. It's only been two games. I mean, this postseason, it's only been two games. But wow. I mean, these rotations look overmatched. Doesn't look like he's using uh, his strengths at all. Rondo, Abaca, they're all yelling at each other on the sideline. Uh, I can't really believe in this Clippers team. I, I'm, I'm, haven't done it yet, but I'm definitely tempted by Dallas uh, plus two. Probably grab the points with the Knicks. And what was the what was the third game that they're going to play tomorrow? Um, yeah, Celtics oh, seven point dogs. Seven point dogs at home. I don't know what you do with that. How do you take Boston? <laughs> yeah, I think I think you just you just watch the game and like you hope Boston has like a run and you could baby bet the Nets at like four and a half. Yeah, I hope it starts <laughs> like game one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, how how much would the, all right? We have. Three minutes left in the first quarter. How much would the Celtics have to be up by for them to hang like Nets minus four? 15? 11. Yeah. yeah, double digits. It's double digits. So I mean, it pro- <laughs> probably not. Probably not a super bettable game there. You just kind yeah. of kind of let that one pass and watch the Nets continue to just. And, and yeah, the injury obviously was a big deal, but it's still not. To, it's still a bit of a mismatch. So. Um, real quick too, before we let you run, 
Do you have a French Open women's future? Do you have anything there quick? No, I'm Draws a little... out. Yeah, it just came out like right before we came on. I'm yeah. still going to have to look into it. So uh, I'll, I'll get back to you guys on that one, but I don't want to give out one right now. I'll, be, I'll admit, the NBA, the, the schedule on the NBA screwed me up right now because we should be in the conference finals right now, right? So I should yeah. only be handicapping two NBA games, which would give me – and I, it would be teams that I cap for three rounds now in the postseason. So I'd be really more familiar with them. I would actually have like a postseason model set up. So this whole schedule, I do not like having the first round and the French Open at the same time. I can't wait till next year when we get back on schedule because for someone who caps the NBA and the WTA, they're they're really loading up my schedule. And I'm I'm not as young and spry as Noop, so uh, so I've definitely fallen behind. But thanks for having me on, guys. I love listening to it every day. You know, uh, I catch it on the podcast form. I think it's really cool that you guys get it up real quick. And uh, you know, and unless you're talking about horse racing because i don't have that much gamble in me uh, you guys do a great <laughs> job with all the content i appreciate you guys having me on yeah cool where can uh, where can people find your stuff i know you are pumping stuff out like i said i watched a video of you swearing to the lord jesus that you would cut a, a mohawk in your hair if, if the knicks won, uh, didn't win yeah like yeah, i said andy it's that uh, yeah, it's been a long time since I really felt the throw of play, uh, playoff basketball, so uh, <laughs> it was a nice little surrogate there. I'm just at Spread of Stare. Uh, I do a daily uh, rundown show at 1 p.m. Eastern where I just talk about the NBA. We have some picks, and we mix it with DFS, so we also try to give out um, some of the players that we are targeting um, when we're building lineups on DraftKings and FanDuel. So you can find me at Spread of Stare. And, uh, yeah, pumping out content and switching back into tennis mode real soon. Uh, maybe – catch a couple all-nighters, start drinking some Rockstar again. There you go. Yeah, get the energy drinks out. All right, yeah. Definitely, like you said, follow him over on Twitter. I'm sure he'll have some tennis stuff up once he gets a chance to dig into this draw. That's what you do during the Nets game. You dig into the WTA draw. (laughs) Thank you. That's that's what you can do during this time. So, All right, thanks a lot, Spread. We'll catch you later. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Call start. Love that guy. I it's a shame like we had no cat cameos. Usually there's a cat that'll show yeah, up. Because it looks like Dr. Evil, too. He'll pick the cat up and he starts like. Yeah, of course, HJ made a funny comment about him looking like it. Uh, oh, he said murdering teenage hitchhikers. I think Spread's, Spread looks like a, a, a. He's got a big smile on his face all the time. So um, before we run, too, you had a couple quick picks. I don't have anything just because it's it's golf. The round is going on right now. My round two plays, I'll just post on Twitter and BetSports later. But a couple quick French Open qualifying picks for you. Mora Ruberena. I went right to the end. Wait, you know, that's, that's what we're doing here. There's no Coco golf over. So. They continue to underprice Larry here. I mean, I look at this line. Let me just double check what it was right now. But, you know, she's playing someone that, um, you know, she's minus 375. She's playing Carol Zhao, who is had a nice couple of qualification wins, but again, way below her level, way below her experience. I have this closer to minus 500. I'm going to put her together with Storm Sanders, the Australian, who's again had a great week playing. Um, Susan Van Decke, who again is just not. Not at her level. I look at this at minus 180. I think it should be minus 250. And we talked a, bit, a little bit about that. I'm sorry. We talked a little bit about this before the show. It's hard to say. Um, instead of just playing the big juice like that, the nice thing about parlays is if you know I think I have an edge and I put it together, it's still two edges. So you know that's when parlays tend to work in your favor. So I like that there. And then uh, an underdog, Arena Maria Barra. Um, you know, just a very very good clay player playing against Magdalena Freck. You know, simply just kind of a numbers play for me. The two of them have been in about the same form. 
you know, similar spots, you know, in their career, if you will. But from a numbers perspective, I uh, borrow a small favorite here. So, you know, plus 105 or better looks good to me. And then Elizabeth Cochoretta, somebody we bet a lot during the hard court season. She hasn't played a lot of clay yet, but had a nice week in playing Yu Wang, um, a Chinese player who, you know, again, someone I like to back, but I have Cochoretta out to like minus 150, almost minus 155 here. So minus 127 is good. Probably would draw the line there right around minus 135. So three for qualifying there. They should all be very early East Coast tomorrow. Yeah, it looks. Like I just pulled up Storm Sanders to see if that's her actual, real, given birth name, and it is, which is awesome. And she beat she beat that half decent uh, Turkish girl, and uh, Kawa was seated in the in the qualifiers, and she took her out in a hurry. So I'm a I'm a Storm Sanders guy now, I guess. So three qualifiers there. Day. Yeah, you need to get her to cool. play uh, Hurricane Tiger Black. Oh yeah, I had forgotten about that girl. Oh, but yeah, Storm Sanders. I stand for Storm Sanders now. We will play. I'll play all that because I don't have much going on in tennis. Um, I play. If you can still find it on the deep dive last night, we talked about how we all like Steph. Steph uh, Sitsipas. I've bet on him before. He's having a great clay season. He's having a good season overall. He's starting to reach his potential, and he was given a honey of a draw. So last night on the deep dive, we bet him at plus 750. That was available a little bit this morning, down to 550, 600, mostly through the morning. If you can find a 600, I'd probably around if if you hunt. Yeah, I would I would still play a 600 or better if you can get that. He is on the opposite side of the draw of a lot of good players. So he, he probably should favorite all the way through the finals. Like it's Yeah, he he yeah, yeah. somebody who on. models tennis just hit me and said that he has them at minus money to make the final according to his numbers. So he should right, each way and each way doesn't sound too bad. So Steph sits a pass and look at this. Joey has Steph at 25 to one before Monte Carlo. I know some people who did that. I don't feel as bad now that the number's gone down at having a bad number, but I do know congrats to Joey and some other guys who got an early number. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with a baseball Friday. Uh, quick thanks to the sponsor win bet where your $500 rich free bet can be placed on a variety of sports, including some nice underdogs here as we get into round one of the French open coming right up. Check out the links in the pin tweet, uh, emergency deep dive this afternoon. If you made it this far, if you're listening to the podcast, I absolutely do not remember the time because we just had to change it. Uh, it will be at, Roughly three Eastern, we're gonna get uh, Betspert's CEO Reed Rooney on to just answer some could be because there were some questions about the acquisition. Some people had questions about how it was all gonna go and if there'd be any changes. There were some, you know, some people that are big fans of the fantasy life that wanted to know if there'd be any changes. So just gonna go right to the horse's mouth, have him explain a few things. So we'll check you tomorrow. And if you do want to tune in, it'll be right here on the same YouTube channel for the emergency diving. Otherwise, we'll catch you here tomorrow for Real Frank Frank Baseball Friday. See you guys. It's still no mast expert picks. I'm going to ask. He's not going to give them to me. Well, well, yeah, he. I don't even know if there's a market up for that yet. I will check into that tonight for sure. Good. See you guys. Mm-hmm.